but just let me know, like let me know you know what it is so I can prep and I'm aware of what's going on. Yeah, you don't want to come home to an empty. Yeah, house. I'm like nigga, what the fuck? So and then don't and then that means you're giving that person time to think and come out like what's going on? Oh, she I knew she was fucking that goddamn trainer. Oh, she left me. You know that 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 can be a possible scenario. Are oh, he getting the he getting the blicky ready? Like, oh, everybody finna die tonight. <laughs> hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy Brandon, aka EQ Poppy, and I'm joined by my astonishing partner and co-host. Hey, y'all! It's Yandra. Welcome to the buffet. A podcast where we give you endless food for thought. We started this podcast to review the questions we have asked and continue to ask each other since we started dating. These conversations will range from lighthearted and comical to serious and deep. We both have backgrounds in counseling and are young black professionals in the DMV area. We know just enough to come up with the questions, but not enough to have all the answers. You can expect for us to be real, raw, and sometimes spicy. So, what are we talking about today, Sandra? First, you need to tell the people where you've been. What's up with you? See, why not? It's just me. Like, oh, so <laughs> were you were you running it by yourself solo, or were we both missing? No, you're right. We are a team, and we both took a little baby hiatus because. Hey, we moved, man. We got we, we, we was making literal moves out in these streets, man. Literally, that's just stressful, back man. Back to back. Yeah, and my uh my bank account still recovering. Right, hemorrhaging money. Yeah, man. You know, if y'all feel some type of way about it, go ahead, throw some, throw a little something at us. <laughs> Appreciate it ahead of time. But no, in all seriousness, today we're gonna talk about who comes first, and not C U M, C O M E S. Ooh, get your mind right. Ain't nobody was thinking until you said it. Mm-hmm. I'm lying. Y'all about it. <laughs> so this idea came from watching a podcast, which I love podcasts, which is a part of the reason why we started this. Um, a podcast called Horrible Decisions, which if you haven't watched it before, you can definitely check it out. It it isn't for everyone's taste, but in this particular episode, they had a guest, Ebony K. Williams, and she was recently in the news because she broke up with her fiance for quarantining with his children over the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, uh, some additional context, they're based in New York, so for most of us who have been paying attention to the news and know what's happening in the world, New York was a hot spot, right? And so it's a scary place to be in by yourself when you are literally by yourself. You can't go outside. Where are you finna go? What you about to do? So if your partner leaves you in the middle of that and decides to go and quarantine with their children, which are not your children, they're not your shared children, but you're on the path to becoming their stepmother, how how are you supposed to feel? How are you supposed to feel like you're a priority? And so she was catching heat and fleck for saying that she left her partner as a result of him making the decision to spend the quarantine with his children. Um, and then in that episode of Horrible Decisions, she takes the time to kind of break down her argument about the divine order of who actually comes first in a person's life. And for her, that order was God, your partner or spouse, then them damn kids, then everybody else. And and I would love to hear for you, who do you think comes first? Well, that's a good question, um, as usual. It would most likely depend on what, what stage of my life. But 
that's besides the point. In this mm-hmm. point, we're talking about if I'm already in a like a committed relationship, starting from there, where what's my priority of importance from potentially God all the way down to everybody else? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it would be the partner by partner that that would include me because if you're partnered up, that's kind of like one unit. Come so, on now. So when two become one. Yeah. So so it's that family friends everybody else but there are some friends that are that are similar same level as family mm-hmm. so i would say family and top flight friends and then other friends that are not on that level and then everybody else now i will also have the caveat that if we when we have kids them kids will take priority until like a certain age maybe like once they're like old enough to make their own goddamn decision aka like teenager when you when like if i'm stuck on the other side of the country i'm okay because i know you can take care of yourself and mm-hmm. you won't die of starvation or stupidity hopefully <laughs> hopefully this is me talking to my future nigga i hope you don't get your shit y'all shit together um now after they reach like a certain age then of course it goes it will flip back to the original order um and when you yeah. say your kids take priority, is that priority over your partner? It depends on, I guess it would just have to depend on the situation. I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I guess if you want to use this same scenario about like the quarantine, um, if depends on how, like I say, how old the kids are, what are like, is somebody sick? Is somebody like dying or something like that? Then probably but if it's just like, oh, I didn't, I need to be close to them, I don't think, like, now nah, you're all right. But at the same time, why wouldn't the whole family be together? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why at the, for me, why would I have to choose between my kids and my spouse? Because in my, in this case, it would be our children. So why wouldn't we not both be there? Yeah. But so I guess the question would be, if I had, if we were date, if we were on the course to marriage or permanent partnership. And I had kids on the side already before we got together. In that scenario, what would happen? I can't tell you. I have no idea. I would think that you would go with your future spouse because I believe in this story, the kids were pretty damn old already. They were they were twenty one. Oh yeah, fuck and them kids. Um, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> low key, I'm already part of the fuck them kids gang. Yeah. No, excuse me. I'm part of them fuck them kids feelings gang. Mm-hmm. Now I had to who correct myself on that. That's kind of oh, that did sound yeah. Cool. That was kind of wow. Yeah, yeah. So fuck them kids feelings gang, but that's different from my kids. But twenty one, twenty two, nigga, you got it. Like nigga, where's your girl? Where's your dude? Where's your people? Mm-hmm. Go hey, go hang out with your friend. Like chill. You got it. I mean, it's the Rona, so I understand not hanging out with their friends. But I think to the point that you're saying is that's a part of. And I I think this is a little detour, but I think that's a part of the challenge of having a blended family, right? It's like in your role as a parent, they don't have another parent. Like, yes, they have another parent, but there is no other dad. You are their dad and their expectations of you as a dad supersede what plans you have for your own life, right? Like they can conceptualize maybe when they're young adults to adults why you maybe made the decision to choose your partner over them but in the moment to have to deal with that disappointment from your child I don't know that it would be an easy decision to make to just be like 
nah, like shit is mad scary out here and we don't know if people are going to die. I'm just going to stay here with my girl though. Yeah. I mean, I, could, I definitely see it, but that would be the younger kid type situation. And when they're 2022 or whatever, they were saying like, they understand, they know what time it is, but if they're like eight, you know what I'm saying? They're like toddlers or something like that. I'm probably gonna go with with the kid, but again, why couldn't why couldn't they both be together with the kids? Like, why couldn't they they about to be the family, right? So I'm, I'm that's the main part. I'm from that story. What I'm confused is is like why was that? What was the choice? I'm like, come mm-hmm. quarantine with us. Like, well, I think a, another part of this conversation is how that choice is presented, right? If it is that I am a priority, you ask me what it is that I want to do with quarantine, how I feel about traveling to someplace else. Because, right, if, if the kids don't already live with us, that means that we would have to leave our home environment to be someplace else to quarantine with the kids. How You should ask me. That should be a conversation, a decision that we mutually reach instead of a decision that you, you make autonomously. Absolutely. And then just say, hey, you're not going to come? Uh, Nigga, I mean, no, you I didn't agree. ask me. I agree. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is another sign or strike against the fact that I am not a priority. You are not thinking, you're not of the mindset that we need to come to a decision. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a very clear indicator of like, I'm going to decide something and either you follow suit or I'm going to do Right. So, but in this scenario, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- this person did not. The the person packed their bags and said, "Hey, I'm about to go here. You want to come?" See, you didn't you didn't leave with that. See that kind of. But I didn't want us to get so much into the weeds of this particular scenario because I do want us to talk about like who comes first for us. And another question that I have for you is, in in partnership, how do you prioritize self? Mm. So, are you asking like, do I put my partner above my needs, or do I put my needs above my partner's? I'm just trying to get clarification on the question that you're asking me. My question is just how do you prioritize yourself? Not necessarily do you put one person ahead of the other. Just if your partner comes first, how do you how, where do you fall in that equation? And how do you make sure your your status in the who comes first equation is maintained? Hmm. That's an interesting question again. I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, I, ideally, you would be in a situation, a.k.a. a relationship, in which you would prioritize each other, in which case you both come out on top. So, if, like, if I'm mm. prioritizing you as my partner, and then but you're also prioritizing me as your partner, we both winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ideally, that's what I would do, or I, I hope I'm doing, but or I hope I'm working myself to doing. Mm-hmm. Um you want my feedback on that? Sure. Or, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, though. Um, okay, let me finish it up then. However, I mean, I understand that there are some instances in which that is not feasible in the sense that it may you might come up upon a choice where choice is clear, like either do something that you want to do or take your partner's feelings or wants as a priority over your own. But... I don't know. Feedback, please. Okay. My feedback. This is a good question. I'm keep thinking about this. Yeah. My feedback is I think you do a, a good job of prioritizing yourself. I mean, I don't, I, I can't think of a situation that we've come across where our priorities or desires were at odds, um, which 
maybe is a reason why it seems like you're able to prioritize yourself. But I do have, I also have feedback about if I'm prioritizing you and you're prioritizing me, then all of my needs are met. I don't think that that's true. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that you can be everything to me, right? That's facts. We definitely, right? we, we definitely mentioned that in previous episodes. You're right. And so even if you are prioritizing me and you're pouring into me, pouring into me, pouring into me, but there's a little pin-sized hole at the bottom of my cup that can only be filled if I do some shit for myself, mm-hmm. that you pouring into me is never going to be enough for me to to be fully satisfied. So I do think that there has to be a way that you prioritize yourself because you can't bring what you, I can't prioritize you without prioritizing me. If that makes sense. Mm. You raise a good point again. Yeah. I feel like you've been thinking about this topic more than me. <laughs> I, I had like 10 seconds to come up with a thought. But Brandon. Let me see. Well, I mean, I'm like, I definitely agree with you that, especially in the scenario in which you outline about, you know, it's only so much you can pour because like you have a limited amount of i guess for this scenario uh i'm not gonna say fluid that brings weird weird connotation what about juice that again has (laughs) yeah so you have you have a limited amount of liquid content in which to pour Mm -hmm. into the other person before you the well runs dry Mm -hmm. as i can't remember the r&b's name in that song like the well runs dry maybe i feel like that exists i don't know let us know in the comments so yeah, I guess it, it very much is important that you take some time to prioritize yourself in order just to do, like recharge. Kind of, I can't, I can't help you if I, you know what I mean. So it's you know it's like I can't help you do whatever it is you're doing if I'm down there with you or wherever mm-hmm. you are at. So you, I got to be able to have play, put my place in a position, put myself in a position in which I can turn prioritize you, and sometimes they that may mean that i had to prioritize myself yeah Ooh. definitely no but i i think that one of the things that really stood out to me from what ebony k williams was saying is about how women in particular have been conditioned to be in a role of servitude without one much expectation for gratitude but two without much guidance around how to like get make sure your shit is straight too like make sure you're okay and i think her decision to to leave this partnership as much as it was like fraught with like oh girl what you doing why are you doing that like everything is good it was very clear to to me in the way that she explained it that like having someone who has shared values and shared vision as you as far as where your place is in their life is crucial to kind of your relationship being successful like if I am in a place where my family is first and I don't consider you family how we gonna work like if I'm always calling on my mom if there's a problem and I'm thinking about how to solve said problem or I'm in a crisis and I'm figuring out how to solve said crisis there are times where it is appropriate for me not even appropriate isn't the word there are times where I'm going to want to lean on people that are not you just because they know me in a different way or I, I need to hear what that person has to say. But if 10 out of 10 times I'm leaning on other people who are not you, that's probably a problem, bro. Like we may not be as in sync as we think we are. And I may not prioritize your opinion or respect your opinion or want to hear 
your thoughts and feedback on things because I don't bring shit to you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But at the same time, I was, I agree with everything you said, but I would also push back a little bit in the sense that that what you just said is kind of a little bit different than a man deciding to want to quarantine with his children. I feel like like that order of events is not equivalent to the mean him never or the person never bringing any issue to the partner to, I guess, help make decisions with versus taking it to the, to the parents. But I say that to say that scenario with the guy who decided to be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to my kids to quarantine with them. You trying to come or not? It kind of speaks to, I guess, one of the concerns that men and women may have with dating seriously people with children. Mm -hmm. Because it's, I mean, that's something that you have to understand. I mean, I would, would have thought, or just anyone in general, that's anyone that dates seriously someone with children that perhaps the kid will have some sort of priority, priority. in yeah. the, in I guess the order of decision making of the person who's the parent. So like for a dude dating a woman wh- who got kids already, it, I feel like it's understood that that kid will take priority kind of in the importance of the life. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like, Dates aren't going to be happening as you want because, hey, I got to be, I worry, I'm worried about the kid. I got to, you know, make sure the babysitter's going on. Like, stuff might get canceled because an emergency might happen with the kid. I got to mm-hmm. be at school, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of, under, it should be understood, but I feel like not many people think about that. And, and that's probably why perhaps a lot of, or I don't even know what the statistics of that are, but I would assume that a lot of the the breakups from those type of relationships may be because of that prioritization, prior, prioritization mm-hmm. of the child over the actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, just the frustration that will build up from that. That's I'm talking from women dating men with kids and men dating women with kids. However, it is also my opinion that a man with children can move complete way more freely than a woman who has kids so so i feel like that issue would not come up as much perhaps from if the man was the one who had kids versus the woman who had to worry about having a kid um i'm have no stats or anything yeah i'm just straight speculation but it just seems that that would be the case i may be completely wrong but hey correct me if i am now i wonder how that plays out in a partnership where it is our children mm-hmm. so for your earlier statement it was like yeah the kids are gonna have to be a priority until a certain point right until a certain age what if i feel like that age is different from you like what if i'm as a, I, what if i'm a helicopter parent and i'm like no no no, we can't i mean i'm probably gonna be a helicopter parent i i hate to admit it i mean i know you're not gonna be so i don't parent. know i don't know i'm I'm not gonna sit here and say this is what it am I, am. I like. I could say whatever the fuck I want, but as soon as that goddamn baby True. come here, I might be on some other level shit. Like and I'm fighting the wind for blowing too hard type shit. So I can't really call it. But I mean, if you were to bet, I would agree with you. Yeah. So if I'm a helicopter parent and I'm like, no, I know Johnny is ten. My baby ain't never gonna be named Johnny. I just had to use a hyper. Ooh. Um, I use that name, but okay. I don't know. It was very Caucasian. Yes. Give me a no, nothing wrong with that, but 
It's not the vibe we're going for. Right no. Now. I was gonna call him Kwame. Come on, that's, that's, uh, Earth. Too, too, Earth. It was too far back on uh, the pendulum. I went real Kwame. white and then hella black. You went to the motherland. Yeah, I did. Captain Planet. He's our hero. All right. What about Kenneth? There we go. Yeah, that's the middle. Yeah. Okay. So little baby Kenneth is ten, and you feel like he can be left at home if we go on a date night and I feel like he can't be left at home but we can't find a babysitter and you're like no I'm trying to prioritize our relationship and I'm like yeah but we he could die do you see what I'm yeah the path that I'm trying to lead you down in terms of like how even in a relationship where it is our child Mm. there's still gonna be there is still potential for there to be conflict in terms of when That's we might be comfortable deprioritizing them or sh- shifting. Mm-hmm. But at, at, I, I, yes, I hear that. And like, it's, it's theoretically, it's easy to be like, we're going to come to an agreement that a, at mm-hmm. this age, this is what's going to happen. And then some shit happened. It turns out a, that kid cannot be left alone yeah. at this age because developmentally or just he's a, he or she is a fuck up and we got to, keep a stricter hand on her mm-hmm. him or her or it might be some shit and the kids pre- precocious as hell and at eight i'm not saying do that but i'm just saying theoretically like eight he out there cooking eggs like what up mom and dad i cooked y'all breakfast like type shit that's, that's probably that's kid. probably never not my kid i don't think that's gonna happen um just because i just feel like it's not nah i know me i wouldn't do that he ain't gonna do they ain't gonna do that probably but they, she got some of you and they got some of you you never mm-hmm. know but we're getting mm-hmm. oh we're getting off topic here yeah yeah so it that's that part will be difficult how do you come to an agreement on when is a good time it's hard it is very hard i don't see it as anything that is going to be easy to kind of come to mm. i theoretically theoretically okay, assuming like everything goes smoothly like what right now saying it right now mm-hmm. what would you say would be like a good age age range in which you can consider it'll be safe for you to start like guess loosening up loosening it up you know yeah deprioritizing Mm -hmm. i think i think i think once the kids no longer need us for everything in terms of like they can they can bathe themselves they can prepare some meals for themselves. Press a button on the microwave. Right. Yeah. They can be left alone. Mm-hmm. And then the further follow-up question is, how how old, this, this might not have nothing to do with it, it kind of does a little bit. How old do you think is old enough to where you can like confidently leave them alone for, let's say, at least four hours by themselves? Like you can like literally go out and do have your day and then come back and be like pretty confident that the house is going to be how you left it. And mind you, we are probably not good references because I feel like as black folk, our average <laughs> our average is so much lower yeah. than any other ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in consideration. But what you, what would you say? I was gonna say between twelve and thirteen. I think that that is a privilege that comes with that sense of maturity. And you're also craving that independence at that particular point. I remember being at home by myself at various points throughout middle school and being like, oh, it's just me in here. That's right, because you're the only child. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's another layer to it as well. It's like 
having one kid being at home, which of course being an only child meant that I was pretty independent and spent a lot of time around adults anyway. And so I was comfortable being, I mean, not comfortable. I was more prepared to be alone than like your average kid because I was around adults. I knew how to conduct myself in a, in a way that was like pretty adult. But I think when you're leaving two kids at home, that's also another thing to consider, right? Because someone has to be younger than the other person, unless these, I was going to call these niggas. Yeah. Nigglets. <laughs> unless they're twins, there's no way for them to be the same age. Um, and so that's another part of consideration. But before you ask me any more questions, I want to know what you think. I wasn't going to ask you a question. I was going to add on the okay, additional. Good. I was going to say, and then, and then in that case, you've got multiple kids. It's possible that one of them is going to be law abiding, so to speak, but it's quite possible that the second one is going to be a straight asshole. Who, mm-hmm. Like you got, like I need to watch this month. I got to watch this one because they're going to be up to some stuff, and then it, then you're going to be looking to the other sibling to kind of coach, be and yeah, and then they're not going to be trying. I'm like that's not my no. But you're asking me what age I was. I I was going to say what age and what stage because I gave you stage before I gave you age. Like what I was, do they I was need to be able to do. Oh, um, they have to be able to master uh, following simple task commands mm-hmm. and, and <laughs> able to be able and, and have the ability to follow like complex uh, orders like adequately. So if I tell them, hey, when you get home, I need you to do this thing, this thing and that thing, like they can do it. Bro, confidently you, like I, hey when you get home take this out the freezer I was put it in, say, put it in the thing that literally was just what I was just thinking <laughs> like you that's, know that's, how that's, many times th- that's every black person ever when I did that I'm, I, I bet 100% that every every black, black person in their mind was thinking of like all the times their mom was like yo when you get home I need you to pull this thing from the freezer put it in the thaw thing and then remembering how many times you forgot and did it at the last goddamn second and your mom was mad as shit or your dad or whoever. Yeah. But I was going to, but Are you hungry. Yeah. Your ass hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating up all my goddamn food. But, um, <laughs> as for the age range, I was going to say middle school mm-hmm. and it, but if they're good kids, quote unquote, I was going to say like fifth, like fifth grade around fifth grade. Definitely wants to hit middle school for sure. And it's, and it would, kind of depend on unfortunately which probably shaped how a lot of us grew up or what stage they were left at home with it was just how the schedules worked out so if both parents had to work i mean mm-hmm. that's nine to five at least you feel me and then kids get get out of school when they're young mad early no when they're young they get out later i remember middle school we went we, i used went to school from like nine damn near 10 o'clock to like five or something like that and then, then high school we had to be at school at like seven in the morning and then we'd be done by like two or three mm-hmm. so i and but i also recall as a young young kid those those times were reversed so like elementary school middle school kids they would be they would be going to the bus stop at like six in the morning dark as shit and be getting back early in the afternoon. But I think the city decided to switch up those times, I guess, for, like, safety. And so middle schools started school later, got out later. That way, I guess, it would made it more convenient for the parents to most likely be off of work, be able to handle their small kids. And then high schoolers are able to get out at, like, 2, two 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Y'all damn near grown. Y'all, y'all will be okay. And if y'all get robbed at 5 in the morning, it's okay 
it's less more okay than if it was like a goddamn third grader waiting in the dark Aww. on a bus stop. As a kid, I didn't understand that. I was just happy because I went from going to school early to going to school late as shit. I could sleep in, watch my my cartoons, but then it got annoying in high school because I had to be up early as shit, and then your boy got robbed. But my baby. Yeah. Anyway, that's another conversation. But that's, I say that to say middle school. Yes. I just in general, but on average, I would say like around middle school, I'll be confident enough to like let you stay i can have it we can go and do our date night do our thing have a good night come back and be okay now if that would i be confident in them of staying them like like overnight like we're going on the weekend like mm, that's that's not gonna happen no. that that will have to be more towards high school and even um, still them niggas is yeah yeah but no but high school i say high school in the sense early high school like ninth grade 10th oh, okay. grade like you ain't you ain't popping enough to be throwing parties like mm-hmm. that Ideally, well, not ideally, but most likely. Mm-hmm. But like older high school, I can't trust you. I no. know you're gonna do something stupid. You're gonna have you you're gonna have women and men coming through doing mm-hmm. trying to get your thug. I remember what it was like. My thug sizzle. <laughs> <laughs> trying to do your thing out here. So no, probably not. I think that's fair, and I agree with you. The only thing that I realized that we didn't talk about during stage is ability to handle an emergency, mm-hmm. like. If mm. something happens, do you know who to call? Big facts. You know you should call mommy and daddy first and, you know, let us know what's going Have on. Have the list. Yeah. Like, are you, are you cognitively able to, like, okay, this, because I don't like when people call me for every little thing. So I don't want the kid to be like, mom, when I beep the microwave, it beeped two times. Does that mean my food's ready? Nigga, get off my food phone and don't text me either that's, that, that's i mean let that, me call you yeah. let let i want you to be at a stage where i call you and i'm like oh I my gosh, is, so everything, yeah. Yeah. is everything okay yeah i'm fine I'm, i was watching netflix like what's up yeah <laughs> you know like that's where i want you to be i don't want you to ring my phone a million times sorry and i also don't want you to not know what to do in case of an emergency because yeah that's training though that's that that's something that you got to train your kids to be able to do because it's dangerous for your kid not to be able to handle emergency. If they're calling for every two beats of the, of the microwave and they keep doing that at some point when they're ca- calling you again, you're not going to prioritize that call. Like this is motherfucker calling me over some bullshit. Let me not right. do it. But really the house is burning down at that time. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you get home you're like, what the fuck? Why you didn't call me? I did. You didn't pick up. Like now you the asshole. <laughs> so it, it, it would behoove you. Mm-hmm. To as parents to train your kids to be able to multitask mm-hmm. and uh, handle like small emergencies. Yeah, but I also think that comes in the time when you are prioritizing them, right? Because if you prioritize them so much that they are codependent on you, and they feel like everything that is a part of their world is a part of your world and is a priority to you, like what you were saying about fuck them kids' feelings, we cannot just. And this is going to be hard for me. When the baby is crying, we cannot always just be like, oh, my gosh, baby, boo, 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 are you okay? You know, like getting that type of response to any feeling of being in pain or in discomfort is not healthy because that's not how the world is going to treat you. You need to be resilient. Yeah, you need to have some grit. You need to be able to self-soothe. And I think that that is a part of what Ebony was talking about in 
the decision with this partner is like and also they're, tw- they're in their 20s nigga. right like, like why can't why can't they be alone also they have a another parent who mm-hmm. lives in the same state as them and a stepfather like mm-hmm. they're actually okay we could we could do without this um but i think that 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 can be a struggle for a lot of parents and mm-hmm. but to go back to what you were saying before about you can't tender to the, the every woman like every time they're in pain on it that kind of calls back into what you were saying before about when you pr- are prioritizing when you're pouring into someone mm-hmm. so much like sometimes you have to the time that you use to prioritize your kid you're doing that to get them to the point in which you can then deprioritize them yes they, you, like you, you yes you're prioritizing them in order to get them to a place where they can prioritize themselves mm-hmm. and then you can go back to doing what you was doing mm-hmm. and you're just kind of on a management like hey do that one thing and you go back to doing what you're doing mm-hmm. so yeah. it kind of okay yeah and i also want to put out a disclaimer because i know that parents have their own feelings <laughs> have their own feelings about parenting and know what it is like once you're actually doing the job we are not parents we don't know what it looks like or what it takes to be a parent this is philosophy this is theoretical at this point but i do agree with with that that like the point of prioritizing them is to get them to a point where they can do shit for themselves mm-hmm. not for them to be codependent on us not for them to need us for the rest of their lives for them to go out be productive citizens in society leave the fucking nest yep and i mean and also while we don't have any experience being parents we do have experience being fucking kids so i can this i can, so i can like go back to those experiences and see how my parents reacted to me in certain situations and look at it, look at it from like a, a more adult lens, and be like, "Yo, that's this is probably what should have happened, or what should would have been better in the situation in that sense." So I do have we do have one side of that equation. It's not like we we're coming in this motherfucker blind. Like we know what it's like to be parent parented, and from that we can understand like, "Yo, you know, maybe this is would have been effective or not potentially." Fair. At least a hint of a glimpse. So there's that. Now, you know, you didn't ask me about what my order was. We went on. Oh, yeah. Because okay, you asked me. So, I'll be, yeah, we're going on. Quick. Hey, this is how we create content, baby. We, you know what I'm saying? Now now we get to spend the, the next half of this talking about your side. So, thank you, babe. Mm, what's, your, what's, your, uh, what's your priority order? Okay, my priority order is I'm going to say 1A, self. Mm. 1B, partnership. 2, family, which can include friends, like what you shared. Mm. 3, well, I guess kids are a part of the family, but kids would be, maybe kids are 2A, extended family is 2B. Wait, well, kid, once you have the kids, will the, the friends who are family level like yeah, kind of what yes. they, okay i'm just because mm-hmm. some people I mean, don't No, they're gonna shift mm-hmm. so yes 1a me 1b partnership 2a kids 2b fam and friends and that's it that's well i'm it. assuming you're gonna have like good like friends that like regular friends on that and then oh yeah everybody I, regular else. friends and but i don't really feel, you know how i feel about the people either you you might ex boom coon or you just them people, people. <laughs> oh buddy yeah you know mm-hmm. you know how i feel that man 
Um, but yeah, that's how I w- would say that it would be in my future projection. I do think that right now my nuclear family, meaning the family that I grew up with, still in a lot of ways holds a lot of priority for me. Um, yeah, they're the people who have poured into me for the longest. Mm-hmm. And so if they need me to do something, I'm going to do it. If You know, like if they need me to show up for something, even if it's begrudgingly. Right. I mean, that, we that, just, that, yeah, you know. that's big facts. And that's agreeable. And I will hope that it, whoever you decide to partner with will understand that, like, there is not if if something happens with my nuclear family, like an emergency type shit, like. I shouldn't have to explain why I'm going to my family before that. If you have to have that conversation, like something is wrong. Yeah. Right. So, but at the same time, my family should also realize that you, you can only use the emergency card in a fucking emergency. Mm-hmm. So like, don't take that shit in vain. Cause like, if you're, cause if you do that, you technically you're putting your relationship in jeopardy kind of space. Right. So, right. So, yes. so, so if I'm putting my relationship in jeopardy, my nigga, you better be on fire. Mm-hmm. If I come over there and it's some bullshit, like my shit beep two times, nigga, I'm slapping the shit out you because you put my fucking relationship on, on yeah. in, in jeopardy potentially. Yeah. So be a real emergency. No, I completely agree with that. And I think to your point of like your partner should already understand how you feel about your family. They mm. should get a sense of that from being with you. Big facts. I think that that's true. And I think that my expectation that it is that in partnership, when we become a we, my family is your family. If some shit go down and I tell you and I need you to lean in or I need your support, I need you to be there. Like I don't need it to be a question of like, oh shit, what are we going to do? We going. If we live someplace else, we flying. Unless it's, like, totally unreasonable for us to both, like, show up and really be there. Mm-hmm. Um, or if there's some way that you are not needed, right? Like, something is happening and I need to be a caretaker for someone. Um, but it's only me that needs to go. Whatever. Fine. Then I will do it in isolation. But a part of being in partnership is, like, doing doing life things together. So if, if somebody in my family is messed up and they need me and it's, there's a way for you to be able to contribute, even if it's just like, I need you to be in the hotel room at the end of the night, like rubbing my back after I cry cause shit was tough all day. Mm-hmm. I would expect for you to be there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, that is my list right now. I think another thing that came up for, oh, hold up before we go. Oh, what about people whose job is demanding in the sense that like I literally can't drop everything right now, but I will be there. Give me like a day or something mm-hmm. and I could be there, but I can't like leave immediately. You feel me? So like as long as it's reasonable. Yeah, like give me like a re- reasonable I'm, I'm for me, I'm thinking of like I'm always thinking about my people, my boys. And like one is the surgeon, so my name I'm obviously he ain't stopping the goddamn surgery halfway through. If you probably ain't gonna know what the hell going mm-hmm. on to after the fact. So I'm thinking like depending on your situation, you may it may be a delay, so this account for that. But I'm just saying, as long as it still happens, like yeah, I'm I can't drop everything and be there. Like maybe your your schedule is much more free and you can do more more maneuverable. So I'm like yeah, I'm flying out next flight out. I'm gone. I bet like I can't do that right now. But I'm I'm on. I can't. I'm not that free until tomorrow. Maybe the day after that, and I'm there. And I and you got me for to that time. Well, do you think that would be an issue? Yeah, or I it should it, be an issue. No, I don't think that's an issue. I think that it, as long as it's reasonable mm-hmm. for the other person, because I don't want to put you out. That yeah. That's a part of that priority list that we just talked about, right? Like if 1A is yourself 
if you leaving in the middle of surgery causes you to lose your job, our whole situation is more fucked up as yeah. a result of this thing that was an emergency. Big facts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I would never want to do anything to put our actual life in jeopardy mm-hmm. or your livelihood or anything like that in jeopardy. So, no, as, as, as long as it's um, reasonable. But I also think that's an, I think this is a, that's a place where it could cause a conflict of like, I would have to make that decision. It would be a split second decision, right? And if I made a split second decision that you couldn't, I guess, like accommodate or like didn't also make sense for you, I could see how that would be. What do you mean? Problematic. So if I had to make the split ses- split second decision, let me paint a picture for you. Mm. We live out of state. My parents are in Maryland. We live out of state. Something happens with my parents and they need me. I'm going to be gone for the foreseeable future because they need me in some way to be a caretaker or something has happened. Please, God forbid, knock on wood, none of this happens. My mom and them are fine. That's me knocking on wood. I hope that they continue to be fine. But I say that to say that if something like that happened and I had to make a split decision and leave and you know, our life has been built together. There's so many things of, of our lives that are intertwined. That means who will cook for you? How you, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that you're not capable, but it, it will inconvenience you in some way to have me leave abruptly. Cause it's a change in daily living. Like this is what we've been establishing for whatever. So it's an abrupt change. Of course, Corrections can be made, but okay. Back yes. to your point. So Continue. this abrupt change happens, and I make the decision in isolation without consulting you. Do you s- how how would you feel, and do you see how someone could have upset feelings? Yes, I'm. I'm not disagreeing with uh, what's her what's her name? Ebony K. Ebony K. Like, I mean, she has some valid points, mm-hmm. like most of them. Um, so I don't think that she was incorrect so but for to you your point i would not like it because you did not consult me mm. like not said not not consult me because you did at that point there's not like really a it's not a real decision that that you you are needed help in making like yeah it should already be so what's what going to happen yeah but just let me know like let me know you know what it is so i can prep and i'm aware of what's going on yeah you don't want to come home to an empty yeah house. i'm like nigga what the fuck so and then don't and then that means you're giving that person time to think and come up with like what's going on? Oh she I knew she was fucking that goddamn trainer. Oh she loved me. You know, that 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 can be a possible scenario. Oh he getting the he getting the blicky ready, like, oh everybody finna die tonight. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about this question that is um, a secondary question to who comes first. Do you believe if there's a misalignment in terms of prioritizing who comes first that will cause a breakdown in the romantic relationship? Yes. I mean, we, we saw. We've we seen that. Okay. We saw that. How, how soon do you think a person knows their answer to the question who comes first? That entirely depends on that person. Hmm. Um, not only that's something and that's something that you people have to juggle um within the relationship in a sense that it's quite possible that one person may come to that conclusion and that comes to that realization sooner than the other or is re- ready to make those prioritization prior prioritization mm-hmm. uh decisions 
before the other one is ready to hmm. place that other person in top priority. So I guess it would just you it would require open communication in order to make sure everyone's on the same page and expectations are being met, but that's easier said than done. Um, Do you think... Yeah, this is a good question for you. For someone who, like yourself, who hasn't necessarily been in a partnership mm-hmm. or many partnerships... Was it easy to make this shift? Was it easy to like have me become a priority? Well, I'm assuming that I'm a priority. I feel like I am. Who is you, lady? No. I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, I know you would drop kit me right here. Thank if you knew you. how to drop kit, you would do it anyway. If if you didn't, but I'm yes, glad you already know the threats. Yeah. What? All right, you're incriminating yourself. <laughs> this is going. To, this is on the internet. I can't. You just said That's yourself true. that I can't drop kit. That was this. Play therapy. We're just thinking a scenario. <laughs> you literally admit it, but um, it was pretty damn easy. Hmm. It it hope is the hope of a, that relationship is so smooth that it's just something that you want to do. It's like mm-hmm. it's naturally something that you would want to do, and it should be easy. It shouldn't be difficult for you to sometimes prioritize your partner, and that yeah. and I mean it shouldn't be that hard because usually your interests and stuff should be aligned into the, to the sense that like you really not taking no L's so to speak. I mean, I, I mean th- it's going to happen, but like it shouldn't be so much that you're like frustrated that you're constantly having to do this, like that, hmm. that like, like it's an issue that you may feel may end up fucking up the relationship further down the line. Cause you feel like you, you are not being prioritized or you feel like your needs aren't being met. So, it should be easy. And when, in this case it has been so far. So like, I haven't had any issue. I mean, small bullshit shit, but like nothing that's like, Oh my God. Like I, it, at no point have I been like, damn, I'm mad. I got to do this thing because mm. I hate doing it because, but, but Siandra loves it. I mm. like, that hasn't been a thing and I'm quite happy with it. So no, wait, what was the question? <laughs> My question was, what was your experience in have in? Oh, it's been smooth. Yes. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, I been smooth, suspiciously smooth. I mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm like, yo, this is kind of, I this is easy. Well, yeah, it's like not hard. It's, it's not. It's not what I thought. Like people like to hear, everyone's tell it social media and society it seems like oh you know you gotta x y and z like it's like make a relationship work is hard i mean which i mean i guess it's kind of true but i haven't experienced it to the level at which they make it seem if mm-hmm. that makes any type of sense like it's been pretty smooth sailing so far knock on wood that was the lightest knock i know but if i did it any harder like i would have rattled like rattled everybody should okay fair i definitely share in your sentiment in terms of it being easy to make you a priority I think for many women being in service to someone else and prioritizing others comes pretty naturally right so if you you've been a big sister or a help helper to your mom or just you know whatever role you might hold in your family that puts you in a position where you have to help people and are responsible for other people being responsible for a partner is nothing new it's just like a different type of responsibility um and yeah just a different type of responsibility but it's not anything new and I think 
that makes for an easy transition for most people. But for people who are in a space where they haven't had to prioritize anyone else, that they've had the luxury of being completely selfish and mm-hmm. being kind of catered to, as opposed to having to do some catering to others, I can understand why it would be a big change and a big challenge. And that doesn't necessarily mean that your relationship is wrong or you know, taking taking what Brandon said about things being easy as like a sign that like, oh no, my relationship isn't easy, so something must be wrong. I don't think that that's what Brandon is saying at all, and I don't think that that's true. Mm-hmm. I just think that if you have already been in a space where you're able to understand how to put someone else ahead of yourself, if you have kind of a servant's heart already, being in a relationship and being of service to another person isn't that challenging, especially because you actually, well, when you actually like them, not everybody like everybody, but- mm. I really fuck mm. with you and it's really not a problem for me to do anything to you. Speaking it makes bars. me happy to see you happy. Mm. And so I would do anything that would make you happy. I return this sentiment. Yeah. So to call back to what I said before, I guess if, to an addendum, like while everything I said was true about everything's been smooth, the only like adjustment that I, I've noticed I've had to make from I guess when we started like dating uh casually to like seriously dating was the time commitment involved you know what i mean so mm-hmm. like that's something that i had to adjust for and you know when you look back on it, it's like damn i had a lot of fucking free time like i had like a lot of free time to like just do nothing and then now it's more filled up with this activities that we're doing together or just being in each other's presence now that took some getting used to and just kind of switching the like the eye to like the we thinking like the mm-hmm. sense that previously when i playing trips it was it was nothing it was like yo let's go here x y and z no problem blah 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 blah. but now i have to consider like okay if i take these trips that means it's going to be this amount of time that i'm not with you know you and or i consideration is oh this is a trip that maybe we can take together or i should include her in this trip so that is definitely like some adjustments that i'm making but like i have no problem making those adjustments and i'm also aware that but which which is important because our interests are aligned in the sense that we both like to travel but we also realize that our friends are important and we will be taking trips with our friends solo, solo and we yeah. don't and we don't expect each other to be involved in every one of our teams not only do we not expect it we kind of don't want that to happen because like i like i love you but i don't need i don't I, like so it's a such thing as burnout yes we not um, we not meant to be around each other all the time every second of every day so since we both align on that, it's kind of easy to, you know, plan around the trips and stuff like that. So, so while the amount of trips I will be taking with my boys will probably decrease in the sense that like trips without you, I'm still going to be taking those trips. But some of those trips that might have been like boys only because we were single is now just going to be all of us together. And of course, there was still going to be boys trips and you're going to still have your girls trips or, and stuff like that. So it's kind of it, it's. It's just a a shift, but it's not necessarily a bad one. It's kind of it's kind of lit. I also appreciate the time to be able to miss you. It's like, oh, you gone, mm. and I do appreciate. I think to what you were saying about the balance or the shift in like time, I am cognizant of like even when I don't want you to leave. Once you're gone, I'm like, oh yeah, now I'm in here by myself. It's like that scenario. Let me do some stuff. What, what's, what's that movie? Ris- was it Risky Bit? No, I was probably not the right. But with Tom Cruise and when, like. The, the iconic scene where he's like slides across the, oh, yes. the thing when he got box, like his underwear on, long shirt and socks. It's kind of like oh, free. I can like 
I can like I have time to do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. and that usually that's literally nothing. So and it, it, it's, it's kind of freeing sometimes. Mm-hmm. It is. But then you miss your other partner, and then you're like, yeah, now nah, I can't wait till they get back. And mm-hmm. it yeah. only takes about a day, one night sleeping alone, one full day of like being alone. And I'm like, okay, I've had enough. Where you at? When you coming back? I'm ready. Mm. You know what I mean? It's your boy. Boy, all right, okay, all right. See, so why can't why can't have it? Why can't why can I never have nothing? You can have all the things that you want. I mm-hmm. said that I like to see you happy. Big facts, and I in turn like to see you happy. Now, my my secondary question for today is what come first? So we talked about who, but of in the what category? I'm talking your career, your faith, your hobbies, self care, your relationships. What comes first for you? Self. Hmm. Self and self, because we, we already established if I'm not right, I can't do nothing with you or for you. So I take, well, you already know that. I take my self-care quite. You did. Oh, my God. I Very am a seriously. professional, my nigga. If I can find a way to make money doing this shit, maybe I can review self-care techniques and sell it to y'all niggas. Like, yo, this is what you need to do. I don't know. I need to make, find a way to make do something, make flip this. Because this is a passion. Self-care is a passion for me. So I would go myself slash self-care. Same mm-hmm. difference to me. Um, then I would go relationship. Then I would go career, hobby, and what was the last one? Faith, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, faith. These are all the things that I could come up with relatively quickly. Yeah, like if there I, could be something else that comes yeah, in the you, what category. If yeah. you think of something else, feel yeah, free to yeah. add it. From this list, your faith would be last. My job would be second. To, my career would be second to last. Well, what are we I feel like it should be higher, but not really. Like I, I like what I do, especially now, you know what I'm saying, being a therapist and shit. Mm-hmm. And I fuck with it heavy. Like It's fulfilling. But at the end of the day, like low-key, fuck this job. Like I can like I don't need to. Like I'm okay not working. You feel me? So I, I prioritize shit that makes me happy mm-hmm. first. So like, if at any moment this job don't make me happy, it's so well. I can't say that. If I'm in a position in which I can drop that bitch for like, because I still gotta pay bills and such. But like, low key, like it's I would drop my job before I would drop like a hobby or mm. or, or like a passionate ha- hobby and like my relationship and like my self. I'm like I'm not going to sacrifice myself for my job. That's not going to fucking happen, um, or my relationship. But it is important. But if, you know, if you have top five, and these are like the top five, just my career would be like fourth. Hmm. I don't know. I when I was thinking about this question, I was also thinking about our time during the course of a regular week right Mm. and how much how our time is spent and how that might show what our priorities are and it might not even be an individual based thing it could be a society and and cultural based thing in american society i definitely feel like work is first we i think about how much time we spend per week at work it's a stupid amount. It's so stupid. It's so and stupid. And it varies depending upon industry, right? So there are definitely people who spend well over the 40 hours a week at work. And so if you don't love your work, if it doesn't really come first to you, if it's not meaningful to you, 
then you're going to be you're not going to be doing too well because it is a culture where like work is something that you you are encouraged to your career rather not necessarily just work but like your career is something that you are encouraged to Mm -hmm. prioritize and if you don't love it it it, uh this is going to get into like conspiracy theory type like i feel like the career or job even if you don't love what you do you you kind of have to do it because you got to live and i feel like shit's getting more price and expensive to the point that you have to work in order to you know what i mean to survive so mm-hmm. it's kind of forcing you to be fucking stuck in a job that you probably don't like and be uncomfortable because what's the, the other choices nigga, to die of starvation or not having a place to live I, and i just like uh, the conspiracy theorist in me is like yo this is what was planned like we all slaves now mm. type situation because when you look across like other cultures, I'm specifically I'm thinking like Latin America, like South America, like them motherfuckers be getting like whole like all of like September or August off, like that's that's off rip. That's not not even counting their like their three weeks or a month of leave that they be getting, and then like they don't be working nowhere near as long as us. But they still out here taking baller trips to be able to fo- have their family, have houses and everything. But we out here, we got to put in goddamn eight hours minimum just to like be check to check depending on what you're doing for that job. Yeah. And if you really want to make money, you really need to be putting in 12. So I'm like, nigga, we only got 24 hours I, and eight of them supposed to be for sleep. So it's like, nigga, yeah. you feel me? But this is besides the point. This is a tangent. But yeah. it, but to it kind of builds to your point in the sense that in America, career and job is prioritized, but not necessarily because we want it to be prioritized because it you have no choice. Yeah. I think that there are some people who choose career to be prioritized, right? They're right. really passionate about their They're career lucky. and feel very grateful to have a career that they love. And so they choose to make it a priority. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you that there is a, an upside down kind of triangle in the way that we, we prioritize our time or the way that society encourages us to spend our time. I think what comes first for me? Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> I think. Mm, I guess probably my my self comes first. Just in terms of like, I'm interested in continuing to learn. I'm definitely I'm career is definitely second. I'm interested in meaningful work, but I have to know myself and be self-aware enough to know what that meaningful work will be. I have to continue to kind of grow and evolve in order to to continue to find meaningful work cuz what could be meaningful to me at in this year might not be meaningful to me next year. And so self is definitely like what comes first just because I need to know I I just I'm very interested in being in self-aware and Mm -hmm. being the authority on myself. So second to that, I would definitely say my career. I really value meaningful work and because I know how much time we spend on work, the money part of it doesn't move me, but it being something that I care about definitely moves me. So if I'm not doing something that I, that I care about, I would feel very unfulfilled because of how much time we have to spend at work after that I would say my relation well I don't know if that's true then 
I think my career and my career and my relationships are tied. I definitely prioritize my relationships, but I know that if I get in a space where my career is demanding, I'm gonna lean into my career and you know be like, oh okay, I'm just gonna pause the work that I'm doing in my relationships, take care of this thing, and then come back to it. And I think that's it. Okay. In terms of like my top tips. now. It's funny that you said that the money part is not important to you in the career because you you more look forward to fulfilling work. While that to me that being fulfilling work is important, money is very important to me. Like the amount of money it, that I make or it, are able to make in a particular job or whatever I'm doing is very, it's a, definitely a, a large priority for me, mostly because of what it affords me. Like it allows for me to do outside of work the freedom it affords me. So in that aspect, money in the scheme of career and job is crazy important mm-hmm. for me personally. And that, that and that's something that I just know is we we differ on. Yeah. But I think careers could be a whole different episode. Absolutely, and it probably would be. Yeah. All right, you ready for a final food for thought? Damn it. I feel like I'm always caught off guard by this goddamn I'm just, it, I, happens, it was just a warning. And it you happens can make me go time. first the way you do every single time. Because the ladies should go first. Okay. In all things. My final food for thought for today is make sure that you have a conversation with the person that you're interested in partnering with about what their priorities are who comes first and what comes first is important because I think that we discuss a little bit how those priorities can shift when a new element enters or, or, you know, like uh, an event happens with a family member, kids come into the picture, those priorities have to shift, but just on the day to day, their regular baseline, if the baseline don't work for you, it's, it's probably a no for you. Like it it probably won't actually work for you. And so you want to be aware of that. And also if you're a person who prioritizes your family, like I know my friends are those type of people. I am that type of person. Think about how that would feel if you were on the receiving end, that if your partner or the person that you were interested in prioritize their family and you weren't able to make any headway in terms of where you fall in their priority list, how that could impact your relationship and try to do some more to put things in balance because who you go to bed with at the end of the night impacts your morning and you don't mm. go to bed with your mama. Mm. So I hope, I hope please, hey. princess, but you so take care of so. take care of your partner take care of your home because that that is the home that you're ultimately creating when you decide to partner with someone mm-hmm. so don't let things outside of your home um be priorities mm. or or be above your home i guess that's right so yeah the, the, the household in which you build should always should be the number one priority in your life so like what your household period and the people within it should always be your number one priority. And then after that, take care of everybody. Else. You feel me? Like, as Jay-Z said it, you know what I mean? I, I can't give to the poor if I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. So I got rich and gave back. Now that's the win-win. So, um, but m- my food for thought is similar to yours in a sense that I was going to aim that introspective more inwardly in the sense that I hope that 
every person individually just looks within themselves to realize what it is that you prioritize, what it is that's important to you. And then after that, think about what you want it to look like for your partner and then your family that you may build together. Mm -hmm. So like, it's cool that you ask that your partner that, but like you need to know that within yourself, if only just to understand or realize what you're willing to accept, like what you're willing to uh, receive. So maybe you in a position where you are okay with in the, in the original scenario from earlier, earlier at the beginning of this episode, about the partner deciding to go oh, to, yeah. their, to their kids mm-hmm. and you know buckling down with that and you understand and you are perfectly okay with that if that's if that's you that's you like but just realize that and know that and and if it's not you know saying realize that as well and make sure to tie into Sianja's food of thought that your partner understands in which your level of priorities are, are laid out like let them understand like yo this is these are my priorities and these how i this is how i see it being for my family or for the future and i and if only just for your partner to be like okay i agree with those and i can rock with that as well which may will make the future go smoothly um so in all things trust in self work on self first true and that's true that i mean i feel like you can just go ahead and just assume i'm saying that for every everything just like Know yourself first, master yourself, and then you need not fear a thousand battles. You feel me? Where is that a quote? That's, that's, that's Sun Tzu, baby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, knowing your enemy is cool, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like, your girl or your partner ain't your enemy, but the, know your ops. Know the, the other mm-hmm. side. Knowing the other side by himself is cool, but it's even better if you know yourself. But if you know yourself and the other side, my nigga, you in there. You're a winner. You're a winner. You never lose. No L's. So, anything else before we let them go? No. That's it. This was a great episode. We miss y'all. We know y'all missed us, and we're happy to be back. Yeah. Giving you that good stuff. Giving that good, good, that booty. Booty. That pure. Pure. That pure. That unstepped on. (laughs) See, your mind went to somewhere it shouldn't (laughs) have went. And we'll see y'all next week. Make sure to check us out every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that good stuff. Make sure to subscribe, listen, and rate. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell their cousin, auntie, mama, grandma, granddaughter's son. Work that out. Tell them where they can follow us at, Sandra. Math problems. All right, if you have a question you want us to discuss on the podcast, send us an email at thebuffetpod at gmail.com and we just might shout you out. Follow us on Instagram at thebuffetpod, all one word. Thank you for listening, learning, and laughing with us. This has been The Buffet, where we give you endless food for thought. We out.